for our speaker for today, Andrew Hargreaves. Andrew and Miriam, many of you will know they run a connect group, general, all-round, great guys. And um, Andrew has lots of wisdom to share with us. So let's do a little bit better. A big welcome for Andrew. Loving it. I'm feeling the love there. That's brilliant. Hello to you up in the galleries. Really good to see you. Um, and um, where's my music? Last time we had music. And um, it was brilliant. It was like gladiators going into battle as you came up here. Um, I don't feel much like a gladiator this morning. Um, I've entered the, um, for the Great South Run in October this year. And um, there was, uh, my bike had a puncture yesterday. And I thought, great opportunity to go for a run. And um, have you heard of Couch to 5K? Yeah, I thought, blow all that. I'm just going to do it in one. How tricky can 5K be? Well, actually, it turns out this um, middle-aged man can only manage couch to 4.3k in one go. But hey, that's a start, and that's great. So I'm creaking a little bit this morning um, as I speak to you. Um, so if I don't have my normal energy, then do forgive me. Um, my name's Andrew Hargreaves, and as uh, Catherine said, and not only am I married to Miriam, you might have seen my beautiful ginger girls here, Grace, Beth, and Karis, um, around at some time, and Grace sings up on uh, the, the stage as part of the band, so you might have seen her. And um, we love being connect group leaders here, we love being on the welcome team and the 11 team. Join a team, can I encourage you to do that if you want to get more involved here? We found so many friends doing that and feel part of the church. I also have a day job as well, um, I work for the Church of England, and um, I'll bet the Church of England here is called Portsmouth diocese and um, I work as mission development officer um, for the diocese um, and, and that's, um, we've got 150 churches, we've got 139 parishes, we've got 50 schools. Isn't that brilliant, the impact um, that we um, can make, that God can make through us in this area? So my job is to help churches um, share Jesus in their communities with their words and their actions, preferably at the same time. And that's a real privilege to be able to do that. Um, I've had other things as well. I used to be a vicar and I used to be a primary school teacher. I've worked in community regeneration in East London. Um, I know you're already thinking, he didn't look old enough for that. How has he managed all of that in a lifetime? But it's great and it's brilliant being part of being in the city that we absolutely love and great to be part of this church family here. Um, last week, we, um, it was, this is church. This week, it is. This is your invite. And you've had a little bit of a clue already into what we're going to be speaking about. Um, uh, I've got two friends. I've got two friends. Um, and I've got more than that. Just more than two. Thank you. Um, two friends that um, I pray with every six weeks. Uh, one's a vicar in France. One's a vicar up in Manchester. And we Skype one another and we chat. And... Um, I don't know, it must be something to do with being in our mid-40s. And one of my um, vicar friends has just been on um, an extended like study leave. And I said, what was the best thing about it? And he said, you know, God really spoke to me um, when I wrote my obituary. Okay. I said, what's all that about? And he said, I did this exercise where, um, where um, someone had advised me to write down, hopefully he'll have a few more years left yet. But he said... Um, uh, to write down what I would love said at my funeral 
that my life was like this, and this is what I got involved with, and loved to speak of God. And um, so he encouraged us to do it. And um, there were loads of things that I've been writing about and thinking, God, what are you calling me to if you give me X many years? What are you calling to me to for the rest of my life? And um, there was lots of stuff there about my family and my wife and wanting to have an even better marriage in years to come, be an even better dad. But one of the things, um, I'm such a company man, you heard, you heard Alex saying it before, but one of the things um, that I knew was on my heart were these things that we aim to do as a church, the re-evangelization of the nation, to play our part in it. And I was hoping that I can play my part in Portsmouth and beyond here, the revitalization of the church and the transformation of society. I'd be loved to play my part in inviting people into a life with Jesus. Um, I wonder what you are living for. And for me, it was really, it was kind of easy to crystallize that that's what I want my life to be about in the next how many years that I've got. And, um, and the reason for that is just plain and simply my relationship with Jesus. Jesus has transformed my life, and I want to invite other people into that to take a look at his invite. I want to see flourishing churches as people respond to that invite. And it's amazing to be part of a flourishing church here where we're seeing that happen. And in turn, as we're touched by Jesus, to help him transform society. And Jesus has changed my life um, since I was a 17-year-old. I had no Christian background whatsoever, nothing uh, in my family. And um, God stepped into my life and not only impacted my life, but impacted the life of um, my brother and my mum too and other family members. So I've been utterly convinced that Jesus changes lives. We're going to look at three lives that he's changed um, in a moment. And also utterly convinced that I want to pass that invite on to others. And this is um, God's pattern for us um, as we look into his invite to um, have, have a look at receiving his invite and all that he has on offer. And then passing that invite on. And I want to look at some words now. In fact, these were Jesus' last words recording the gospel of um, St. Matthew. And um, this was in between when he was resurrected, when he came back to life. And um, then he was around for 40 days, the Bible tells us, um, appearing to people, speaking to his friends, the disciples, before he went to be back with his Father in heaven. And Jesus said this to them. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. That's followers, learners, apprentices, whatever you want to, however you want to use the word in those terms, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Excuse me. And um, one of the first things that I want to notice um, about this is these, these 11 disciples, these 11 men have been knocking around with Jesus for three years. They've been through all sorts of ups and downs. Um, they knew him. They'd been through thick with him. They'd been through thin with him. Some of them had run away. In fact, most of them had run away when the th things had got really tough for Jesus. And they were still around. And um, one of the things that I noticed was when they saw Jesus there, they worshipped him. 
immediately they had a heart-to-heart connection with them. And I always find this encouraging, and it says some of them doubted, and you're like, well, Jesus is in front of them. I tell you, we're not doing so bad, are we? Um, all these years later, we don't have Jesus living with us, but we're tr- some of us are trying to follow him. Some of us are here today looking into him, thinking maybe is this something that I could consider? Um, so I'm always really encouraged by that. Um, and then um, out of that heart-to-heart response, um, out of that connection with him, that worship, he gives them this um, command and says, um, look, I've got the authority here. I'm with you. Um, go, share the invite. May it follow us. Give the invite to all that you see, all that you meet along the way. Ask them to come in to the Jesus life with you. And we've seen people here receive that invite. We've seen people come and be baptized in a wonderful pool here where they've said, this is the God that I want to follow. I found something um, here. And Jesus gives us that promise that he's with us as we do that. I wonder, how's your heart-to-heart connection at the moment? You know, there'll be a variety of people here, um, some of whom just know their connection with God through Jesus is brilliant. They have a real sense of him in the worship and in their lives as they go out. There'll be some of us who've had that connection over the years, but we're feeling a little bit dry at the moment or a little bit patchy. We're wondering, where has that connection with God's gone? And for some of us here, we're thinking, I would really like that connection, maybe for the first time. Or you're thinking, do you know, I'm not even sure if I would like that connection, but I'm willing to have a teensy-eensy little look at that, and I'm going to dip my toe in the water and see what that feels like. Well, really, really good news for you here, because we hope this is the kind of place that you can do it. We're really hoping that this is a place where you feel safe, where you feel welcomed, whatever stage of the journey you're at with that. That's one of our hopes here. But what's on offer with this Jesus life? What's on offer? I asked this question to, um, we've got a brilliant intern team here, um, and people um, in, their, in their early 20s that just do an amazing job. And they've said, yep, I'm going to look at following this Jesus. And they're acting it out and giving their full-time jobs to it at the moment. And um, it was brilliant to be with them uh, the other day, and I got to um, uh, speak with them. And they were thinking, one of the questions we asked, well, what are the three things that a life following Jesus brings that you would like to share with someone that you would like to say, look, this is part of the invite. And um, they said a few of these things two or three or four times, but they've got a great list. I wonder if you know these things or whether you'd like to know some of these things. They said to me, these um, wonderful people in their early 20s, they said, do you know, following Jesus gives me security, purpose, a plan for my life. I'd be lost without him. Um, I have experience of him at work in my life. That's what I want to tell people about. I just believe in him. I know he's there. Community, guidance, conviction, healing. He's brought healing in my life. I feel and know I'm chosen, that I'm special. He's brought peace. He's empowered me. I feel held. I feel involved in something bigger than, um, than myself and my life. I feel accepted. I feel like he's consistently there, whether I'm going through highs or lows. I'm fully known and I'm fully loved. It just makes sense of everything. It feels like it'd be stupid not to. I love him and he loves me. And 
just to end, I don't want to do life without him. And they're the things that are on offer in this Jesus life. For those of us that have been following Jesus for ages, for those of us that are new followers, and for those of us who are just thinking about it at the moment. And I just so respect you for having the courage to come through those doors and have a little look at what's going on here and what Jesus wants to offer. I've got three friends that um, I'd love to invite up now that um, we're just going to hear a little bit from. And... um, and um, I asked them this week, these are my friends Mel and James and Steve coming from the back. Give them a clap because this is wonderful that they come up to do this. And, um, and uh, we, we've been talking in a week about these things. This list is not exhaustive. There's so much on offer with Jesus. But we, I was talking to them and I was saying, you know, what, what do you reckon out of this list? Is there anything else? And we were thinking, why follow Jesus? Adventure purpose, a clean start, forgiveness, a new family that we've um, all found here, life everlasting, power to live, security, love, peace, hope, joy, thankfulness. You know, we want to say thank you. Who do we say thank you to? Well, God, he's the one that gives us things and confidence. So, Mel, when, when, when did you say, how long have you sort of been fo- following Jesus, if I can use that expression? I'm really fully committed about a year now I would say about a year and out of that list what are your top three that you've um, seen Jesus bring to your life mine was love faith and adventure well brilliant love faith and adventure well love was top of that list so tell us a bit about love I think when you can accept God's love like fully um, it's, it's a game changer because all of a sudden you have this unconditional love that's in your life and it just changes everything because whatever you do you know that someone's going to love you and, you know, it just lifts you up. That's brilliant. And that's a, what a building block for the rest of your life. And I know there's a cheeky second one. That's encouraged you to take a bit of an adventure because we've got some sad news, haven't we? What, what, what's your adventure that God's encouraging you to do? So on Tuesday, I'm at the um, American Embassy in London, hopefully to get a yes to say that I can move over and join my fiancé. Um, ASAP, sorry. In America there. That's amazing. And you never thought you would have done that adventure before. So he's given you courage as well. That's brilliant. Thank you, Mel. That's brilliant. This is my friend James. James, when would you, when would you say for you that you, you sort of made a decision that, um, yeah, I'm, I know enough now to follow Jesus? I'd say about 18 months ago. About 18 months ago, and that's brilliant. And we've, um, and, and, you know, I've known you well in that time, so it was no surprise to me when you said your top three was... Peace, security, and life everlasting. Brilliant. And, you know, peace, security, and life everlasting. That's great. We're getting through our list there. That's fantastic. And tell, tell, us, tell us about that peace, James. Okay, I've got some notes I've written, so I'm reading you off the phone. Okay. Um, so I used to feel like uh, we are bombarded with the message that society is poised on a knife edge, that if we don't tear each other to pieces over our minor differences, eat ourselves to death, or succumb to the spectre of mental illness, we will soon all be wiped out in some awful extinction-level event like a supervolcano in America, uh, catastrophic climate change, or perhaps even some sort of nuclear war. And this was all stuff that I used to be really scared by. Um, Since finding my faith, I've found a new message that I am joyful to be bombarded by, a message of renewal, of hope, of recreation, and a truth that is unchanging. Uh, We sang a song this morning called Living Hope, which is convenient because it's in my little speech. Um, it's got a lyric called the work is finished and the end is written and to me the ending discussed in that song is the true ending of our story where we live forever in a kingdom of God in a creation remade and so having that message in my life now 
means that I'm not so worried about all the other stuff that happens, and it's given me peace and freedom from my worries and anxieties about those things. That feels like transformation to me. Thank you. Brilliant. You know, we thank God for those things. And Alpha was part of your story. So what did Alpha bring you? Alpha brought me um, into this church and into this community. Um, it was warm and welcoming, very friendly. And I'd encourage anyone here who hasn't done it, or if they have done it, if that's doing it again, to go and do it. And that was great, because I know you still had lots of questions. You were edging yourself into this family, making a decision. But just Alpha gave you that place to explore that and build on that. Thank you so much, James. Steve, how long would you say that you've been, um, you've been following Jesus? About five years. Five years. And we want to hear your top three, too. My top three, adventure, joy, and confidence. Confidence. I'm interested by this confidence one. Tell us, well, you know, how has Jesus made you more confident in those last five years? Well, he's sort of given me, uh, I've got a few notes here, that he, um, knowing God is there, he gave me the confidence to do my daily job. I, I travel the world and knowing that God has gone before me and has prepared the way, I, I sort of turn up in weird and wonderful places and I survive and I, I come back. And it's knowing that he's there. Um, all behind me. It's amazing. That's brilliant. And, and now you told me the other day, like, I'm leading things and doing things I never would have expected. So just give us one example of that. Well, that that's, follows on from adventure because, like, I'm in a church, I became a Christian, uh, I'm part of the 11 team, and I run Harbour Men. How on earth, how on earth did this happen? And, and that's never something you expected you'd do. <laughs> well, I was always the engineer at the back of the workshop, keeping my head down, keeping out the way. And now I'm on stage as well. It's like, what's going on? Brilliant. So this is... Jesus opens up a whole new life to us here. And then just finally, tell us about Alpha. Alpha was part of your journey five years ago. So what would you say to people? I, I was sort of talked into going to Alpha in a, a, another church. And uh, the best part was the cake. It, the, there was a, a lady that made just incredible cakes. But it, it gives you the opportunity to ask all those weird questions that you, you always want the answer to. And uh, Alpha gives you the... the a safe place to talk and to question what this faith thing is all about. So, yeah, recommend it wholly. That's amazing. Well, you've heard it. I mean, that would be the best part about the talk this morning. So thank you. Give, you, give, you a sh- give these people a clap. So brave. Thank you. Wonderful. So you heard about Alpha, this place that we can explore life, faith, and meaning. There's no pressure. There's no follow-up. There's no charge. Have I got that right, boss? Oh, I'm trying to be on message this morning. I'm doing, I hope I'm doing so for, all right so far. And um, this alpha fits into three ways that you see about making followers uh, on this, you know, giving that invite. And I think there's sort of three ways um, in this church uh, that we're trying uh, to um, give that invite to people. We're trying to invite people into that life of faith. It's good for us to just take a little bit of stock and realize what, what we're doing here and um, what this life is about. And the first one, I could probably think of a better name, but our gatherings, what I mean by that is our Sunday gatherings. We have four Sunday gatherings, and our hope here is that this is a safe place where you can bring your friends. This is a safe place where you can explore faith, where you can get a great welcome, where you can get great coffee, where um, weren't a worship band wonderful earlier. You know, where you just get an opportunity to, uh, to, to sing and worship God and look, in, look into this. And we always feel that people don't feel under pressure, that it's a place that they can enjoy and feel at home in. And, um, and we have four different types of gatherings um, on a Sunday. And from that life, 
We also gather as connect groups where you can get to know maybe 10 or 12 other people really well because there's a lot of people here on a Sunday. And you can investigate what that life looks like together. And I definitely include the Alpha course in there. Because, you know, you might have been coming here for a while, or this might be your first time, and you're thinking, how do I make relationships here? Some of this stuff that I'm hearing on Sundays, I just need some, I need an opportunity to talk some of these through, hear from other people, work out what I really think. Well, we really hope that this is an environment from our gatherings that you can be involved in accepting that Jesus invitation. We also hope um, our For the City work, you've heard that before, um, that includes our Spa 61 work with women, our prisons work, Safe Harbour, our work with the homeless, Bridge the Gap, our football projects, our food bank um, uh, and our CAP centre, um, which is there for people in debt. And we hope, again, as we do these ministries, we really think this is the, this is the work of Jesus. If you read through the stories of his life, he talks about um, feeding the hungry, um, clothing and um, putting a roof over the homeless, visiting people in prison. So that's why we've modeled our things there. And we really, really hope um, that by being involved in those things, we change and we grow. So if you want to put your faith into practice, they are amazing teams to get involved with. And I bet you, as you do that work of Jesus, you'll find out a little bit more about him, and especially as you do that with others, and you will go deeper with him as you step out. I'd encourage you to get involved in that work, even if you're a bit unsure about Jesus. Can you remember um, on, on, the script, on the bit of the Bible I showed you before, it said, and some doubted. Jesus then didn't say, oh, sorry, the doubters, could you just move to that side there? I'll just give the message to the people that worship me and did that. He said, look, get involved. Come and have a look. So if you want to learn, you know, more about what is the Jesus life like and you're not sure, get involved with For the City um, as well. Um, and it helps, helps us to grow in seeing him. It helps us to come near to experience that life. And then finally, oh, sorry, finally, back to, back to the other one on there. And I think the third way that we're trying to, um, we, we can't confuse the 99 and the 95 here, because we talk about being a church for the 99, but I'm going to talk briefly about being equipped for the 95 here, so that we can be a church for the 99. 95% of your time is spent outside, if you come here regularly, is spent outside of church or for the city or another church ministry or so forth. So we want to be thinking in connect groups and sometimes on Sundays about how do we live this Jesus life? How do we live a life of invitation to people um, in these amazing um, jobs and service and the way that we're serving our city in the week, in our families, in our friendships and so forth? And I'm delighted, just to give a little bit of a heads up, um, for um, Matt Bray has come up with a brilliant series that we're just going to be looking at in a few weeks called Here. Um, and it's about being called to be where we are. And he talks about us being dedicated, distinct, and daring. That's going to be great as we think about leading that Jesus life uh, together and extending that invitation out. And I hope there's people in your workplaces, in your family, in your friendship groups, in your streets, that you think, oh, the Jesus life's been bubbling over for me. I'd love to invite them to explore it as well, to come to church, to get involved with For the City, to come on Alpha would be brilliant on that. So I just want to return to those words of Jesus as I come into land. And um, just, um, I hope that in some of the things that I've been talking to you about there, you'll see 
Um, and you'll have a chance to reflect on your heart-to-heart connection today, that worship of him. And um, really, that's what I think. All that transformation we heard about from our free people here, all the things that we saw on the screen you heard from the interns, engaging in that life and knowing those things by bit, that's all that Jesus had to offer. And my hope for you is that as we move forward together, um, as a team, as a family, uh, that we find that bubbling up more and more in us. There's a lovely little passage in, in Acts, which comes after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Peter and John, they get arrested because they've been talking about Jesus. And they just say, we cannot stop speaking about the things that we've seen and we've heard. And I know the three wonderful people that we had up here earlier, they've got that story to tell. And I know everyone here has a story or emerging story um, to do that. So that happens. And um, it's I hope that that has brought to life to you this morning the way that we are trying to follow Jesus' instruction and his invitation to go and um, share that invitation with um, uh, people who may want to follow across our city um, and beyond. And there's really, really good news for you. If you're a little bit daunted with inviting people, if you're a little bit daunted um, at times about sharing, sharing your faith with your words or your actions or telling them about your church life, because that can be sometimes difficult in our culture, I just want to encourage you with Jesus' last words there. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. His promise as we live out our life in our communities is that he will be with us. So, I hope this morning you've heard something that if you, you're unsure about whether you want to follow, that there's something there that you think, I like what's on offer there. I'm intrigued by what's on offer. I hope you're encouraged by the stories there. I hope that you've been reminded this morning If you know that your heart-to-heart connection with Jesus is good, I hope that you've been encouraged to go, do you know, I would love to share some of that with my friends and my family. I would love to think about inviting them um, on Alpha and to make that step, um, engaging them in the Jesus life in the other ways that I've spoken about as well. Um, you've been very kind. You've listened so beautifully. Thank you for looking and smiling. That encourages me. It's really lovely um, uh, to, 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 um, to have that kind of response. And um, the band are going to come now, and they're just going to play. And then we're going to have a time to engage, engage with God um, and respond to him. So could I ask you to stand if you're able? And um, I love it when Alex or Catherine uh, says... Uh, says to us up here, we, you know, sometimes when um, we're asking God's Spirit to meet with us, um, we, it can be helpful to put out our hands to say, you know, we're ready to receive something from you, Lord. So that's helpful. There's no magic um, in, in doing that, but it's just um, uh, a body language that says, Do you know, I'd love you to work in my life. Even those that are doubting this morning, um, remember from the words of Jesus, his invitation is for you. So I just wonder um, this morning, how's your heart-to-heart connection? There might be people here that have got a great heart-to-heart connection with God at the moment, and they just want to say, more Lord, can you increase that? There might be people here whose love feels like it's grown a little bit cold, and they just long for a new and a refreshed heart-to-heart connection. I think God would like to meet you 
and give you that this morning. There might be those of you who are skeptical or just looking into that journey. What have you got to lose? By this morning, just saying, Lord, show me you care. Show me you're there. So I just encourage you in the quiet to reach out to him. Just receive his Holy Spirit. Ask him to work in your lives. And I'm just going to be quiet for a few moments now as we wait on him.